The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y and mention I sent you. All right. We have Victory Monday. Yeah, right. This is technically the first Victory Monday because last night was, yeah, last, uh, last week was a Monday night game, so... First, first victory Monday. I did. Did you did you think going in that they were going to win? I thought they should. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt the Raiders Raiders were a team that were beatable. Uh, in fact, I kind of think that the Texans are beatable too a little bit. Although they look, they didn't look too bad um, this past Sunday. So no, I mean I, that's kind of what I thought. And this is where you know we we talked in the beginning of the season. Um, these are two of the games. Those first four, I thought they would win. It's kind of why I had them at three and one or two and two. But hey, um, you know we're two and one, so I mean after everything we we've all said and like you know yesterday's win didn't clear up everything, I think it helped a little bit. But the fact that they're still two and one and then tied for first place, can't beat it with a win over the Browns. That win over the Browns was so huge. Yeah, it was that you know a, winning a division game. Just, just huge, huge. I think that's going to be very big for the season. Um, yeah, I thought I actually almost got the 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 uh, the score exactly right. I said twenty three twenty, but I thought it was funny that I mean, I, I think the Raiders just aren't that good of a team. But like everybody that was making predictions said, well, the Raiders aren't that good, and the Steelers should beat them, and you know, make it sound like they're going to destroy them. But then when they make a prediction, it was like 22, 21 or something like that. It's like, we're like, the Steelers should win barely. And <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. kind of what they did. So no, and you could argue Devonte Adams may be the best receiver in the league. And, and they, they had their hands full with him. You know, he still got two touchdowns. So he had 14 of those 18 points basically. And um, you know, he was, he was a force to be reckoned with. And, and you know, the funny thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I, he's not like the first guy you'd pick. But, you know, he's he's not horrible. Uh, like, I'd be fine if he was our backup. Uh, I mean, he's he's reliable to a point. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I mean, they, they weren't formidable, but they were formidable enough. We'll put it that way. And, um, you know, and like we were just saying, it didn't start out good. <laughs> you know, it was uh, you know, the fire candidate chance were revved up. And, I mean, it, it just three and out, three and out. Um, you know, then they, they go down and, and Adam scores that touchdown and, I'm thinking, uh oh, you know, I just was, I was a little worried at that point. Um, you know, you could see, I swear, Kenny Pickett has the most dramatic helmet. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. He really likes to put that helmet on. He gets like two hands and he puts it on. He's like angry. Like, or he, I don't know if he's, he's psyching himself out. Like he's Hulk Hogan, like, you know, let's go, brother. Um, but whatever, you know, he gets that helmet on and he's ready to go. And um, we saw him, I think, mature a little bit. Um, despite I thought an offensive line that was horrible for the most part, wasn't good. It, it gelled in the second half, second half, much better than the first half, but we were seeing him run for his life again. Um, but you know, when we can sit here and read a stat line tonight of uh, 16 of 28 for 256, two touchdowns finally, and a passer rating of uh, 103.5. Feel pretty good about Kenny Pickett today. Yeah. Um, he progressed. He he's he's you know he looked absolutely horrible 
um, against San Francisco. He looked pretty bad against uh, the Browns, and he looked he looked better this time. So he's progressing, and it's just it, you know I guess we just have to realize that this is still a young dude that's still trying to figure it out. We 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 figured he had all the answers, and he just doesn't so far. And we just have to, you know, live with the growing pains, I guess. Well, on the right side of that line, Chooks Chooks was getting just blown up yesterday. I mean, he was having a bad time, Um, you know, and and I I guess they they kind of fixed it in the second half. They looked a little bit better. Uh, It's amazing to me. You know, you look over the box score and Najee Harris didn't have a bad game. He had 19 carries uh, for 65 yards. And and honestly, uh, I think if that line were even – you know, half as good as it should be or could be. Probably had an over 100 yard game last night, or, or close to it. So, uh, yeah, there were some some signs of improvement there. But I, I still, I don't know if I'm ready to say, Joe. Hey, we're 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 rolling. We're better. You know, we're better. I I just don't understand. I I just don't understand how an offensive line that is basically the same line as last year and that was looking good at the end of last year just suddenly got worse. I don't I get regret, it. I know. They, that's it. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, the fire chant, fire Canada chance. And, uh, you know, a lot of blame being put on Kenny. Najee's not hitting the hole. I still feel like a, if, if you're going to blame my Canada, uh, that's kind of who I would probably put some of the most of the blame on that offensive line. Second place. You know, I'm not trying to yeah. Kenny. You no, know, Kenny has not looked great. He's looked good, but not great. Uh, but you know what? He's running for his damn life half the time. Uh, you know, I see a couple of people saying, well, Jalen Warren's hitting the hole faster than Najee. Uh, yeah, he is. But let's go back, like you said, that 49er game when he damn near got his head taken off when he did hit the hole hard. You know, I mean, you get a little gun shy when, you, when you're getting crushed every time you hit the hole hard because your line's not opening up the holes that you need. So, yeah, I mean, they, they still got to get that offensive line fixed. Uh, I, I, I really do, you know – it's a problem right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about Devonte Adams. Yeah. He is amazing. He, he has shown that he is one of the best in the league, but it was so frustrating. And I know this is a star wide receiver and there's not much you could do, but it looked like it just looked like they were like not paying attention to him. Like, like, Here's a how about here's an idea. How about double teaming or something? Or how about shadowing him or something? Like you just let him be wide open every single play. Like, my goodness. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know, and I think to me it's just part of like they're not finishing their blocks. You know, and, and even on that one with I mean, because Mason Cros- Crosby's a, a he's a top end defensive player in the league. You gotta know where he's at. He even had inside help. And he wasn't finished his block, and you know, Pickett gets rushed, Pickett got sacked. I mean, Najee got dumped for a couple of, you know, that's and even with the inside help, and that's because you're not finishing your block off the off the off the get go. And I, I, you know, um, I, I would say that 49ers game, Joe, the difference I felt that I saw, Kenny was holding the ball a little longer in that game. There was a couple I thought some coverage sacks. I thought he was getting rid of the ball pretty good last night for the majority of the game. Uh, and just the offensive line was, was really letting them down. Um, and again, I think the big fear we all have is, um, you know, that can only happen so much. Someone's going to get hurt, whether it's him, Najee, Jalen Warren, you know, one of the, one of those guys, uh, it's, you you can't, you saw what happened to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it was a decent block and the guy 
So, you know, yeah, um, that's where the, they've got to get keep getting better. And um, I'm sure, I guess I have faith that Coach Tomlin and, and, and these guys see that. But, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> it's still still quite bothersome to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the offense looked absolutely horrible. And then, boom, 72-yard touchdown. <laughs> right right and that's where you know we i want you kind of want to see miles austin get out there and do that because uh or, or calvin austin uh because you know what he's you're not going to catch him uh you know I, I i think deontay if he's healthy he can get separation but man austin you're not you're not catching him uh he i mean that was a foot race and they didn't have a chance uh that would be fun to see a few more of those plays and again that and I, it's kind of weird because we're what in game get, week going into week four you don't want to reflect on too much, but that's what we saw in preseason, getting those balls out there, getting it stretching the defense and, and damned if it didn't work last night. So here we are two and one, you know, uh, going against a Houston team that, uh, you know, didn't look too bad Sunday. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't believe uh, CJ Stroud is like, he's has good. like some of the best numbers of, of any quarterback ever, like in their first three games, like, right. Wow. Right. Interesting. Uh, so. Pierce is a, a very good running back, you know, so they're going to have their work cut out there for him a little bit. I mean, he's uh, a good guy to hand it off. So he has a great running back to hand off and his line's been pretty good. Uh, they protected him pretty well in these first three games. They, they really manhandled, uh, you know, Jacksonville Sunday. And, um, you know, so yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, I felt one thing about going into the Sunday night game, even though it had to be guys, I'm so glad we don't have a night game next week. Um, <laughs> Watching Baltimore, the Colts of all places, of all places, oh, the Colts going into Baltimore oh and winning that game, and, and yeah, that probably should have been a call at the end. And to see Harbaugh pissed about it just made it all the more pleasing. Colts win in Baltimore. They got you know, they, <laughs> every, everything was right about that win. I'm sorry, the Colts suck. The Colts are bad, and they went into Baltimore and won that game. That is. I mean, I know anything can happen in the NFL. We saw Arizona beat Dallas, and Dallas was supposed to destroy them. But still, my goodness. Yeah, I was I, I was watching that game. It's like, right now, I am a Colts fan. Go Colts. And they, and they oh, yeah. actually pulled it out. Zach Moss looked good. I mean, they, they look pretty good. And uh, But, you know, I think you mentioned that, too, in the beginning of the year, that, you know, Baltimore always does seem to lose a few games they shouldn't they shouldn't lose to, um, more so than what, what, what some of the others do. And, um, right now, you know, like I said, I mean, we're two and one. Beat the Browns, who are also sitting there. Baltimore or the Ravens just lost to Baltimore. The Bungles are sitting at zero and two. Uh, I don't think anybody probably saw that coming. So uh, we'll see where they're at after tonight. They're losing um, right now. <laughs> yeah, right. So you know, I mean, they could be zero and three, which don't think anybody saw that. And this division, like you and I've said numerous times, is brutal. So you have a win in hand with the Browns. Um, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> But it's it's pretty okay right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the defense, my goodness, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's okay now. In, in the first two games, I don't think he was sacked at all. I don't no. even think he was pressured. And in this game, and and the 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 tackles were were doing an awesome job for the Raiders. And then they come up against the Steelers, and TJ Watt just has their has his way with them. All of those interceptions, he had three interceptions. All of those interceptions were because TJ Watt was about to kill him. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, six sacks now in the last ten quarters, and um, 
I'm sorry. You can stop chirping about Miles Garrett. I, that I can't believe, uh, you know, like every Tuesday after the games are all over, usually on a fan or sometimes in the Pat McAfee show, they start going down the, the pro football forecast. Are those people stupid? I mean, even after the Browns game, they had T.J. Watt as like a 75-something, and Highsmith was 90. Now, Highsmith should have been up there too. This guy had, what, like three sacks in the game and a score a touchdown. You have him as a 75. I mean, I, I swear – that's the dumbest sight in all professional sports right now. They, I mean, it's so funny because they're based on stats, but they're so biased. They're oh, so yeah. biased against the team. Well, you know who owns them? Chris Collinsworth. Right. So there right. you go. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear about Miles Garrett and, and TJ Watt. And he, and he, like yeah. JJ Watt said on McAfee like two weeks ago, if you don't think my brother is the best defensive player in NFL, you need your head examined. And you can say, well, that's biased. It's his brother. But I think he's talking for real. Um, and here's a scary comparison, Joe. I mean, he quite possibly could be the best defensive player, at least the best rusher that we've ever seen. And that's saying a lot with who we've seen. He broke the record. He broke the sack record at age 28. <laughs> yeah. In theory, he has like another 10 years to go. He could he could obliterate the, the, the record. So, yep. oh, my goodness. Um, like Bruce Smith, Reggie White numbers. I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing if they could just stay healthy. That defense is amazing, and you know Levi Wallace. Okay, yeah, they they let Devontae Adams do whatever he wanted, but the, Levi Wallace had an interception. Patrick Peterson had an interception. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't think Levi Wallace did horrible. He didn't look as bad as he did Week One. Um, but yeah, you know, I, it was nice seeing Joey Porter Jr. out there to start the game against Davante Adams. So, and I think that's the kind of stuff, you know, I mean, if you're going to throw a rookie in against the guy, that's a pretty tall order. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, uh, the first touchdown Wallace kind of got lost track and got burned on him. I thought he gave up on the route a little bit too soon. Uh, and you're asking Patrick Peterson to, to backpedal and catch up, which is why he got around so late on that pass. Like, you know, like a minute after he caught, he turned around, but I mean, um, you know, Again, just little things here and there, but I, I still think uh, defense is pretty good. I'm fine with that defense. Um, what what worries me still is that that offensive line's got to come together because uh, they're they go up against another team. They go up against like a team like a Bills or an, the Eagles. Uh, when they get to those, like if they, the Dallas Cowboys, teams like that, they're going to eat them alive. Um, Micah Parsons would have a field day with our offensive line. So, you know, that's where I think this guy, they got to keep on working and working it and working it and working it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we said the same thing this time last year. Like, why does the offensive line suck? Maybe it just takes them a while to get together or something. I don't know. It's just, but that's it's a good just point. A, We've been saying it for like three years. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, oh. uh, somebody made the point the other day. And I, I, I remember saying this because, you know, I was a Penn Stater, but, and I love Friar Muth. I, I don't think he's as good as Heath Miller. He's, he's a good tight end. Um, but, boy, at the time, they could have had Creed from the, the Chiefs center, and he is an all-pro. You know, he is a battleship that hikes a football. I mean, if you gave me the choice right now between him and Pat Friar Muth, I'd probably take him. Sorry, Steeler fans and Penn State fans. But, I mean, he is just – it's just – we seems like we just don't have that anchor. I, I don't know – like on a defensive line, you know, even Cam Hayward sitting on the sidelines, he he was an, he's an anchor. 
you know, how many years was Marquise Pouncey an anchor? Damani Dawson, um, Mike Webster. I mean, just go right down the line. Moon Mullins, whatever. Uh, in this, in it's just, I don't know who's there right now. It's the leader. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, don't. I mean, Max Starks, I mean, you can go go down the line on, on the guys that, you know, were out there and, and doing what they did and, and being vocal. And I just feel like the offensive line is still a little lost. And it just and Joe, it's just not been the same since we since we lost uh, uh, the offensive line coach from, from three or four years ago. Monchek, it's just not been the same. It's yeah, yeah. I I don't know. You just and I know a lot go. of the Steeler pundits really questioned that promotion of that guy of, of the current offensive line coach too. Uh, you know, and it's um, you got to wonder. Uh, you know. I know it's it's so weird to look at that joke because it's week four. We don't know what's going to happen, like you said, any given Sunday. But, you know, if they get to 10 and 7, 11 and 6, and they, they make that playoff or the, the one round and exit, you're looking at an improvement right now. It's got to be that offensive line. Got to show up that offensive line. I mean, you went first round draft, you moved up to get a guy, and he really hasn't played all that much. Um, I'm thinking maybe we'll see him next week against Texas because I think the plan was to get Dan Moore in there against, you know, the, the 49ers against Miles Garrett and the Browns and against Crosby, the Raiders. So are, is it time? Is it time to see Broderick Jones? Right. You know, and, right. you know, I'd like to see it. I'm not trying to harp on the kid, but at some point what you paid to get him or what you did to get him, uh, it's time to see the kid come out and start doing some stuff. Maybe he'll be the piece. Maybe he'll be the, the anchor. Uh, a good, you know, a, a good tackle. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, they what 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 gives me hope against the Texans is their offensive line. They got Kendrick Green, and I think he's starting. So it's like, okay, that's an right. automatic advantage for the defense, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be good for us. I mean, and that's the thing. I think this Raiders and Texas game are, are two winnable games. So um, these are the teams they should beat. You know, and the Browns was a team where it was like I think a 50-50 toss, and I, I actually had them losing to the Browns in that one, but they ended up winning. So yeah, I mean, get this next win, and then you're sitting there really pretty. I'm going to be in Houston for that game. I'm going to really? be. I am going to be at that game. So they better win. I am not traveling to Houston to for for my team to lose. So and get it together. Get it together, offensive line. And you got to pay attention when you leave your hotel. Um, to fly home because they have two massive airports in that city. You better know which one you flew into. I know. <laughs> Bush International, I forget the other one. But there's George Bush, and then there's I think I'm not sure what the other one is. Yeah, yeah. I called my contractor this morning. Uh, he's he's actually he lives in uh, Plum Borough, but he's a Raiders fan, and he flew out to Vegas. He's gone out to like I don't know how many Vegas games since they've been out there. Um, and he and I talked to him this morning. I'm like, so how bad do you feel today, Ernie? And he's like. Dude, he is not only did you guys beat us, he goes, he goes 70, 30, maybe 80, 20 Stiller fans. He said, I he said, I was in Carolina once with a buddy, and that was that was pretty wall-to-wall Yenzers. He said, I don't think anybody was expecting that yesterday. He said it was just everyone flew in like Friday or Thursday. And it's, you know, I saw he said, I saw Randy Bauman walking around. I mean, <laughs> Just unbelievable total. unbelievable yeah. they took over they took over the Roomba that stadium is just is is, is just is designed like a giant Roomba yeah I, I don't know 
what they were thinking. Like, okay, I want you to sweep the floor. I don't want you. To, I want to make a stadium out of it. But, but yeah, they they they, they Steelers fans took over that stadium. It was amazing. That's so cool. I mean, yeah. you know, if it if that game was in Oakland, the Steeler fans are not taking they're not taking no. over that stadium. Nobody's nobody's traveling to Oakland to, to see a game. But but Vegas. Yeah, no, you make a great point because that was kind of the funny thing about this Raiders team was how are they going to do against opponents because, you know, New Yorkers fly out to Vegas. You know, I mean, Minneapolis, you're flying to Vegas. Chicago, you're flying to Vegas. Denver, you're flying to Vegas. I mean, it's... It's the perfect destination. It's the perfect, it's like, oh, let's go to Vegas for vacation and 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 arrange it around, you know, our team seeing the Raiders. It's like the Raiders are never going to have a home field advantage. Right, you can probably fly to Vegas for cheaper than you can drive to Erie from Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I mean, and he said, I, he said, you know, and, and he, he's been a Raiders fan for his entire life in Oakland, L.A., Oakland. Um, he said, I've never seen anything like that for, for the Raiders. Uh, and he said, you, he said, you could tell because, uh, they're pissed. He said, we were at the 40 yard line, probably 10 rows up and guys are coming over and, and, you know, pointing at stands going there. They were the, the Raiders were not happy. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I heard Randy Bauman saying that they were, um, you know, at one point it looked like Garoppolo got hurt and it's like, okay, Garoppolo might not come back. He was, he was looking around, looking for a Raiders fan to say, Hey, who's, Who's their backup? He couldn't find one. All he saw was Steelers fans everywhere. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. So, but I think it, it's the position they put themselves in. Right. They they beat uh they beat the uh, Raiders. They they should go they, in. They, I think they beat Houston. Then you got the home game against Baltimore, um, which I think you and I are kind of on the same page this year. I'm splitting almost every game, um, with the, in the division. They can get that win and go in the bye week at what five and one at that point. That's pretty good first six weeks that's huge huge you know? i mean i know their their schedule is much tougher you know in the in the second half but that if they could if they could beat houston gosh beating beating baltimore baltimore just does not look that great and and they always the steelers always play well against lamar jackson I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. At first, last yesterday, it really looked like um, Lamar Jackson was going to take over that game. He looked phenomenal. First two drives, ran a touchdown in. Indianapolis didn't look like they had no idea what to do with him. And then, I, I don't know if he doesn't adjust or people adjust better to him, whatever it may be. Uh, I think you're right about the Steelers' defense. I think it's the speed. It gives him problems. Um, so, yeah, that could be a huge game uh, come uh, October 6th uh, against Baltimore. So, then they go into the bye week and – yeah. And I think it's Rams, Jacksonville, Tennessee. So, again, that could be – I think the Rams are beatable. Uh, Jacksonville's going to be tough. They've been tough since they were born playing yeah. Pittsburgh. And then you got a Tennessee team. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Not trying to look too far ahead, Joe, but – you know, get too far ahead of ourselves, but they can really be sitting pretty. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to think about it, but I don't know. It's, yeah. it might be looking good. Um, one thing that was outstanding was the special teams. First yeah. of all, Boswell knocking out those three field goals, one of them 57 yards. He's I'll just, bet he, I'll bet he was hoping that he played for a, in a dome all the time. Holy cow! Oh, I know. Yeah, he'd probably, yeah, he's he just, I think the poor kid, you, you got Justin Tucker out there. Uh, so he's behind him in the division. 
Uh, and Ducker missed a field goal yesterday, which is human. Um, a 61 yarder. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, which is well within his. That's almost uh, automatic for him. I know. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, and you get some other guys like probably Butker and, and, and Bass and Buffalo is fantastic too. I mean, he was, he had a monster day yesterday, but uh, he's still, I'd, I'd take Boz, um, you know, over a lot of kickers. He's been probably the best kicker we've seen. I mean, you know, Skippy Reed was a great kicker. He was spunky. But I, I don't know if he was as reliable as Bosworth, you know? Well, the when, when they changed the stadium, it 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 because remember when when Heinz Field was still first, first built, they had that open end yep. on the one end, which really brought in the wind from yeah. from the lake, as Bubby Brister would say. The wind blows in from the lake. <laughs> and then um, and then so so like field goals were an absolute adventure. Any field goal was like going all over the place. Then yeah. they closed that up, so it's a little bit easier. But yeah, Boswell is just he's he he's he's going for the best. I I think he just tied the Steelers record for most fifty yard field goals or something like that. So yeah. so I mean he's going for for best kicker ever he is just he is just so when when he's healthy when when he's when he's hurt he, he's horrible but when, when, when he's healthy he well, is he's just about automatic yeah i mean he has a long way to go to catch gary anderson but uh you know i mean he's a guy that's the best thing about a kicker right he could be our kicker for the next 10 years so uh or however it may be but yeah uh no i think you're right special teams was key yesterday um that couldn't believe that one ball just came in and, and just kind of like hit the guy in the numbers i mean they've They've been getting downfield, uh, making their tackles. So they've been fantastic in special teams. And Presley I mean, Harvin, Presley Harvin, who we wanted to send to the moon a couple weeks ago, was just blasting every punt. My goodness. Yeah. I, yeah, and I think that's – you always have a give and take with him. Like, when he's bad, he's bad. But, man, when he's good, he's really, really good. And fortunately for the Steelers, like you said, he's been pretty good uh, – for the last couple of games, 49ers game, he had that horrible punt, um, you know, but it's just like, yeah, just as long as that doesn't show up too often. <laughs> um, I, I've heard people say, oh, punting doesn't matter. It's like, what are you talking about? Your team is yeah. built on defense and field position. Punting is everything. Yeah. You know, Coach Tomlin addressed that after that 49ers game. I mean, you can't give the 49ers that kind of a field advantage. Are you out of your mind? I mean, I don't care if you have Brock Purdy or if you have, you know, his backup with those weapons, you cannot give them a short field. Uh, and yeah, so, and that's going to be the same with Baltimore. I think if that's a, that's a game where your special teams is going to come into play there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then they, they, they do the Steelers offense does the impossible throws a second touchdown. Oh my goodness. Two touchdowns. Oh, Oh my goodness! It's the it's at the end of times. Um, it, it was it was kind of funny and sad at the same point for me. It's like wow, he finally throws two touchdowns. Kind of sad he took him this long, <laughs> but I still attribute that to he's been playing behind a crap line. He's had a horrible offensive coordinator. Uh, you know he he got thrown in last year into the fire. So you know I, I kid gets a pass. And so and, yeah, and maybe it's can't. one of those things, Joe, where now he's finally did it. So who knows? Maybe next week he does it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have to, I hate to do it, but we have to credit Matt Canada. He actually drew up some good plays. Some of yep. those plays that were good. Got to Gotta give credit where it's due. Um, yep, you're right. You're right. There as much was, as you want to 
Yeah. There was some stupid report before the game that Canada got promoted to, to, to what? I don't know. How do you get promoted to the offensive coordinator? The only way is up like coach, head coach. Yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. I mean, you're going to have him work with Matt Canada. Or are you going to have him work with uh, uh, Kenny Pickett more? I mean, because it's, it's not it's, looking that it's far. it's like on the office. You're not the you're not the assistant regional manager. You're the assistant to the regional Dude. manager or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But but every like every reputable reporter said that that report was just ridiculous. Some some dude just made it up. So yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, um yeah, because I I forgot who tweeted it out that he was going to sing the national anthem, which is, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> Well, what's next? He's going to be named like president. Of the United, like, are they just right. installing him as the president or emperor or something? Yeah. I, I don't know. Speaker I don't know. of the house for the next couple of years. <laughs> um, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit there and you know tell, say he's the OC of the year yet. But uh, there were some adjustments that were better, you know. Um, and that's what you got to cling to now. Just keep on getting better. Yeah. And I'd love to see them go into Houston, the team they should beat. And uh, I, I really see that game kind of going like 28-21 Steelers. And I think that's kind of where it's going to be. And, you know, um, we'll have to see. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, the, yeah. at one point it was uh, Steelers 23-7. And then the refs oh. decided to make it close. I mean, God, I mean, first My of all, goodness. <laughs> that was – Minka did a great job. He did exactly what that was, his delayed blitz. And when he came in, he hit him. Uh, and it's clearly evident that he hit his shoulder pad first and then his head. Uh, meanwhile, Kenny got murdered twice in the first half. Right. And no, no call. Yeah. No call. Um, so, yeah, just a horrible missed call, a horrible call there. Um, just, yeah, I mean, they gave him eight points. I mean, the, without- they just try, the refs tried so hard to get the Raiders back in the game. And then the Raiders are down. So it's 23-15. The Raiders are down by eight toward the end of the fourth quarter. I know where you're going with this. And the coach decides to kick a field goal. I have seen some stupid things in my life, but I've never seen anything. Okay. And then he, so, so it's like, I don't know. It's like three, four minutes left. You decide to kick the field goal, and then and then some some penalty on the on the Steelers. So you get the you 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 get a first down, okay. So surely they're not going to do something that stupid again. No, <laughs> now there's like two twenty four left, and he decides to kick a field goal. I I I just yeah. I mean it was it was right up there, dumbest coaching the weekend. I, the second guy could have been. Notre Dame for only having 10 defenders at the line against that Ohio State. I mean, that was bad, but I don't care what he said he was trying to do. Um, yeah, why are you kicking a field goal? I mean, give your guys a chance. Um, you know, that late in the game, that, that's the thing, too, that, that late in the game, Steelers' defense had to play good. But, I mean, you got Devontae Adams out there. I mean, they're a little gas. It's the end of the game. Why not, you know, give put the hand, ball in the hands of your best player and – you know, they didn't didn't do it. Uh, Josh Jacobs was very unimpressive. But then again, I think, again, you have certain guys that can do what like T.J. Watt did a few years ago and Nick Bosa did this year and they can step in and they can be the guy. Uh, you know, uh, it's hard to say that Josh Jacobs, who's the leading rusher of the league last year, 
But if I guess for a running back, I feel it's like a little different. Like he was off. He didn't show up. He didn't practice. He didn't do squat until week one. And I think it showed. And it's been the showing. The numbers show that when a running back basically holds out of camp, they're basically crap. They're basically, or at least they have an extremely slow start. You need those reps. You need that training camp time. It's very important for a running back. So yeah, he was. This is this is yeah. This is basically the best running back last year, and now he's just okay. Right, yeah. right, and um, you know, and we we really kind of ruined their season last year. They had a chance at the playoffs. We we took care of that at Christmas Day last year. I felt like they had a lot of reason to, to have you know play in the hardness game and. They played good for the most part, but I really feel like it was mostly Steelers uh, for three or four quarters really kind of dominated them. So, yeah, in most aspects, except yeah. one. Um, how about um, Keanu Benton? There was that one play where he just blew up the <laughs> he just yeah he just went through the guy and just got kind of sacked like that's like yeah whoa no. dude. <laughs> Where'd you come from? That looked great. Exactly. Oh my god. That goodness. looked great. Yeah. Um well in the uh the the uh the, the Hayward play was Connor Hayward. That was a little um what are you doing there? But that's you know, well I'll chalk it up to being a rookie. But no, I mean I think they come out of there, uh primetime game on the road. Uh, I basically it's a home game on the road. Um they went 23-18 and and yeah, now you get a Houston team that's uh suspect. So Pretty good. We can say all we can and want about Matt Canada and this and that and Kenny Pickett, this and that, and can't complain. If they this were 0-3, is... we'd be losing our minds. Right, right. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but this is the formula. This is the formula. You have a strong defense, and you have a, a, an offense that does just enough, and they did a lot better uh, this week. And then at the end, you know, all they needed to get was a first down, and they did it. They did it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, and that's the one thing. I, I think the Browns, I think a lot of us were kind of gun-shy over the Browns because if we didn't have those two defensive touchdowns, we're not winning that game. Right. Um, we did not look good. Uh, I mean, it was a win. I get it. It was against Browns, fine. Um, it was the ugliest win I can remember in a long time. Um, but this, they they did stuff. They, they did stuff to win. They made changes. They adjusted in the second half. We start having better play design, better execution from the players and the coaches. So, yeah, definitely their best win to date. Of the two wins, the Raiders was much more impressive to me than the Browns. Yeah. And maybe it's just the case that the 49ers have a really good team with a really off awesome defense. And the Browns have a pretty good defense. And maybe that's why the Steelers offense didn't look so great. And against yep. a not so great defense, that they look the Steelers offense look better. Maybe it's just down to that. Maybe and you're not gonna face elite teams every week. So hey, take take advantage of it while you can. Right, right. Hey, we, we don't have to stay up late for the next couple of weeks, too. We got uh, what one o'clock, one o'clock. Oh yeah. Two. Oh yeah, so. perfect, perfect, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I know I, I know my wife hates those late games because she we, oh. we, like to, we, we like to go somewhere and watch the game. So, yeah. Are you flying down Saturday? Uh, Friday. Friday. OK, nice. I I am hoping that there's like Steeler bars and Steeler tailgates and we'll see how many Steeler fans show up. And that, that would be cool. So I'll, 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 I'll never forget the year we went down. They were playing Dallas and it probably was Ben's second year maybe third he was young um and we go to dallas 
And, you know, it's like the Dallas are wearing the black jerseys, right? Because it's Dallas and it's that stupid rule. Um, you know, I swear I'd like to make Dallas wear the white jerseys when they played us on the road, but they were the blue ones. Um, but there was thousands of Steelers fans. And I didn't expect that. I thought Dallas, okay, I mean, they have a great fan base. And it was, again, I mean, it was probably 50-50. You know, just a terrible talent. And, I, I mean, I couldn't get over how many Steelers fans were in Dallas. So I'd have to think that you're going to run into a pretty large Steeler crowd in Houston. That's going to be cool. I, this is it's cool. This is this is my first away game. Oh my goodness, this might be my, my first away game ever. Like wow. like like attending a game of of um as as the uh, as the away team. So um I'm hoping I don't go viral by beating people up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Somebody, if somebody says, you know, um, Heinz ketchup is stupid or something like that, I'm going to beat the crap out of them. If somebody <laughs> says Hunt's ketchup is better, we're, we're throwing it down. That's you it. I'll, I'll up in jail. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll defend the honor of our ketchup anytime. But, but you know what? It's uh, when you go to Houston where you'll find Heinz ketchup and you'll find some local place here in the area. that will be stupid and, and sell like that, you know, Rosie's gold red or, or Hunt's. You know, it's always that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll probably be all Heinz all time. It's, down it is crazy. No matter where you go, almost in the world, they're always, almost always Heinz ketchup on the on the table. It's amazing. Yeah, I had a layover in Dallas, Texas, a few weeks ago, and they had banned Heinz ketchup. Yeah, at the Dallas Cal at Dallas Airport, so Fort Worth. So. <laughs> I think you'll be okay in that aspect. But yeah, you'll find uh, you'll find the tailgates. You just walk up and. Where are you from? Oh, Blonox. And I grew up in Plum and I grew up in, you know, Moon. And- is it the, it's a, the craziest thing. Yeah. yeah uh, where was I? I was in Alaska and there was, and and, and I was wearing Steelers. I was like, hey, Steelers. I'm like, hey, where are you, where are you from? You from Pittsburgh? I'm like, no, I just like the Steelers. Okay, that's cool too. All right. Yeah. Well, the, the one guy on uh, I Love Deadliest Catch and I forget the one, the one captain. Uh, he's got the huge white beard. Uh, he's a massive Steeler fan. I mean, he is nice. just, and he comes to a lot of the home games because I think it. I think it's, I don't think it's during the season or whatever they do, um, for whatever crabbing season is. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it just cracks me up how many, you know, uh, Steeler fans are that are out there, uh, that are just, nice. it's insane. Nice. So we will see. We will see. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. we have. I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. This is going to be another game where. They just, they just, they just ball out and remember that you know they're going like, oh god, oh god. All, all I can think of is Kendrick Green. You, you have a team with Kendrick Green. Like, you can't be that. You, you got, <laughs> you, you got, you got problems. You got. I mean, could you imagine T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and like the entire Steelers defensive line? They were like, ooh, we go against him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the only uh, thing. The only thing that can stop the Steelers is if the plane doesn't uh, land in the uh, something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, where they land, Kansas City. It landed yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah, they like, never said why. I guess I must have been something mechanical with the plane. Something, something mechanical with the with the plane. Something about oil levels or something like that. They fly on the Steeler plane because I've seen it at Moon Airport. Uh, or at Moon Airport at the Pittsburgh International Airport. So there's really- they're not they're not taking Spirit Airlines or anything no. like that. They're taking they're taking a yeah. a, a private they're, they're taking a, a, a team jet yeah. and still oh oh I think yeah. I think it had I think they just wanted to see if Taylor Swift was still out there. Just they, they just wanted to meet Taylor Swift. It's like hey take take a detour over here. But see. I'll do this but I'll tell you this you know and I, I swear it's meant to be I don't I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. But I just watched the uh, Kelsey commercial, and then there was a Taylor Swift commercial on right after it. So 
Hmm. But I will take Taylor Swift any day over Brittany Mahomes and his brother um, and how annoying they are in that press box. Every time Patrick Mahomes, right. is, and she is, she's right. beyond, ugh. She's, she's annoying. Oh, um, juvenile. That the, the, the Mahomes brother Jackson or whatever is like a horrible oh. human. Um, yeah. And <laughs> all I could think of when, 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 um, Taylor Swift was, was in that box was when, um, Jessica Simpson was dating Tony Romo years yes. ago. And she was standing there, and I, I I think they blamed her for Tony Romo sucking or the or the Cowboys losing or something like that. Like it's her fault. Like no, maybe it's because it's Tony Romo. <laughs> maybe maybe that's the root of the problem. But yeah, but um, uh, but, but but Taylor was very smart. She wore Chiefs colors. Very smart. They won. Uh, she so. wasn't obnoxious, I don't think. And but I mean, it's just a long list. I mean, you had Brady had. Uh, what just said, Griselle, and uh, you know, like you said, Tony Rome was a good one. And the Steelers, we've never had to worry about that. The only thing I can remember back was Bubby and his mom. I mean, that was classic. Like, remember when, his, when they showed his mom in the stands crying? And like, oh, uh, I don't remember that. Oh, I do. Yeah, Bubby, Bubby Brister and his mom. And uh, yeah, I don't remember any high profile girls dating the Steelers. The only one I can think of is what's your name? She'll be at some of the games from um, America's Got Talent. She's a judge, she was on. Uh, modern family. Um, ah, I know see, who you're talking about. We can talk um, about like, you know, we can talk. We can talk. They, about did, they, they broke up. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, cause she would come to, cause that hit, hit, and I forget his name. It was Joe Manganiello's wife. Yes. Uh, what's her yeah. name? Um, I, I forget. I, I forget what her name is. Podcast right now. Like maybe Leanne might be screaming at us. Like, you don't know who that is. And yeah. Okay. So I just, any, any of you, Taylor Swift fans that are suddenly being introduced to football. Let me let me explain the rules. You have four tries to get 10 yards. If you make a first down, you keep the ball and you cycle repeats. If you don't, you try to score a touchdown now, or you could be like the Raiders coach and just kick a field goal when you're down eight. You could also right. do that. But see, that's the thing with Pittsburgh. It's different. Like women here, a lot of women here know more about football than men do. So I, it's I like think I think there was something that like the, the like like Pittsburgh women are the most knowledgeable football fans or something like that. Like so, that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we 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 have the best female fans that are the most knowledgeable. That's like you have to you ha like 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 I don't care. Like like I, I like I tease my daughter because she literally is like a huge Taylor Swift fan that knows nothing about football or nothing about sports and i said hi you have to be a football fan now um but you if you grow up or you do or you live or grow up in pittsburgh you gotta know your sports at least have some some elementary knowledge of sports you can't just be like no 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 like like that it is ingrained in our region yeah yeah i think it's the rest but i think cleveland fans and women are kind of the same way it's just something about this area yeah yep totally agree you know, <sighs> It's hard. It, it's it's hard being a fan of like, you know, in like Miami or Los Angeles or something like that. You know, you have a million things to do. It's like, should I watch football or go to the beach? Our choices are, should I watch football or go watch the, the rain? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we don't have much going on here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we will see. All right, sir. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, ho I hope the plane doesn't break down. Or anything yeah. like that. Yep. All right. All right. I'll see you. Thanks, Joe.
拜。